We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is October 4th, 2021. Folks, we have Magic basketball tonight. Luke, how are we doing, man? The season is back. We made it. We made it. It was it 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 drug along at some points, but we are here. Like you said, we made it. Game is tonight as you're listening to this. Um, hope you guys are able to you know are, are enjoying listening to our episode today as we kind of get you guys ready for the preseason. Um, talk about some things from training camp. Um, you know, got got a few things to announce and things to get into. So the Magic, uh, they traveled. So we're recording this Sunday night as Tom Brady just broke the all-time NFL passing yards record. And there was like no ceremonial stop or nothing. It was really, really lame. But uh, the Magic today traveled to Boston. They're you know, probably somewhere um, downtown Boston. Their hotel is getting ready for the game tomorrow, uh, which will be at 7.30. Um, I believe that game is going to be available on League Pass from everything that I've heard. Uh, but basically, NBC Sports Boston um, is going to be the broadcast team for that. So it won't be um, our normal guys. But a couple of housekeeping things before we get into this week's episode. We'll talk training camp. We're going to talk preseason. And then we're also going to talk about the type of impact that Jalen Suggs can have on the Orlando Magic in his rookie year this year. Um, but yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, we're really excited to announce that we're launching a Patreon. Um, so you can find us patreon.com slash the six man show. Um, just a couple of a few tiers uh, that we offer. Uh, the first one is going to be uh, what we are calling uh, the rookie tier, where you really just have the ability um, to support the show. Two dollars a month, not a, not a big ask, uh, but we really would appreciate that. It really just goes towards production costs. It is not uh, free to run the podcast, unfortunately, but allows us to do future things uh, like giveaways and, and really give back to you guys. Uh, then we have an all star tier, five dollars per month. Obviously, you're supporting the show, but you also get um, some Patreon exclusive podcast episodes. We're going to try coffee. to do those. It's a coffee uh, a month. A co- yeah, stop going to Starbucks. <laughs> Just support us instead. Just one less Starbucks trip uh, a month. But we'll have you know some Patreon exclusive episodes. Our new patrons will get shout outs on the show, and then you'll be included in the special thanks section at the end of each of our YouTube videos. And then we have a ten dollar a month tier that we're calling the Hall of Fame tier comes with all the same benefits as the all-star tier, but you'll also have access to a monthly Zoom Q&A from us uh, where we'll give you guys time to answer, you know, ask questions that we'll answer, give you guys some behind-the-scenes updates. Um, we'll give you a patron shout-out on each episode on the podcast as well as the special thanks at the end of each YouTube video. And then we're also starting a Discord channel, so you guys will have access to that. Chat with us on a day-to-day basis about the magic or whatever else you guys want. So again, uh, patreon.com slash the six-man show. We would greatly appreciate your guys' support. Beyond that, um, coming up on the 20th, so opening night for the Orlando Magic, 
Uh, they'll be on the road to take on the San Antonio Spurs. That game is going to start at 8.30 Eastern time, but we will be at Harry Buffalo uh, starting at 8 o'clock uh, to hang out with you guys and watch that game. It's going to be the first game of the season, so we're hoping for a great turnout, get a lot of you guys out and, and have some fun. And then uh, we're planning some stuff for uh, the home opener as well, but we'll talk more about that as we get a little bit closer uh, next week. But, Luke, a lot of exciting, fun stuff going mm-hmm. on right now. Uh, again, the season is starting um, tonight. At Boston, are right. we excited and, or what? And I have a, a question for you first, Jonathan. Just a clarification question about Patreon. Is that live for people to go to now, or it's up? Yeah. It's up and running. So anybody you know feels compelled to uh, help us out a little bit, support the show. Um, like Jonathan said, we greatly appreciate it, and uh, it's kind of already open for use. So um, as you're listening to this, if you want to check it out while we're recording, feel free to do so. Um, again, just really appreciate it. But yeah, so Jonathan, like you said, we have. Uh, preseason tonight against Boston. Boston's got some new faces, some familiar faces. Al Horford back in the building. Dennis Schroeder. Grant Williams has uh, shed some weight, apparently. Was watching some Celtics content, and he now uh, dunks. I don't... They made it sound like he couldn't dunk before. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So he said, one of my newfound uh, talents that I have is being able to dunk now that I've shed some weight. And, you know, that good for him. Shedding weight's good not easy, and I'm sure as an NBA player, you're uh, you're probably constantly being hounded to do so. So, good for Grant Williams. Um, Zion you know, don't care. I got news for you. The, that boy Zion, good. Zion thick. So, he does um, not care. But I was also, you know, watching kind of, you know, like you said, Celtics coming up. Ime Odoko, the uh, new head coach there, uh, Brad Stevens' successor that he hired. He was talking about, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're still getting familiar. We're going to use a lot of different lineups tonight or, you know, tomorrow night. And, um, yeah, so I think that you're just going to see a lot of summer league type vibes, just better players. Yeah. It's going to be very rusty first game of the season. Every game is going to look different. I'm assuming the rotations in Orlando will look different from night to night as, you know, Mosley just kind of tries to find his footing. So um, in terms of the Magic, just quick injury report. Obviously, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Michael Carter-Williams, those guys will be out. Uh, right now, um, on the injury report uh, for tomorrow's game um, today, uh, Chuma Okiki uh, ruled out uh, looking at ESPN here. So um, I'm hoping that we'll see him kind of ramp up the activity as we get closer you know, to the regular season. Now, he wasn't totally ready to go at the beginning of training camp. Um, but yeah, right now... Uh, yeah, head coach Jamal Mosley said Okiki isn't expected to play in Monday's preseason opener versus the Celtics. That's per Josh Robbins of The Athletic, which kind of sucks. But, um, you know, a lot of times these first couple of games, you're going to see everybody. You know, we're, we're probably going to see some Robin Lopez. Uh, you know, we'll see some Ignis Brasdakis. And then the last, you know, two games of the preseason for the Orlando Magic, which just happen to be the home games. Uh, for the Orlando Magic, those will kind of be like the dress rehearsals where Jamal Mosley will probably tighten the rotation a bit and we'll get a better idea um, you know, of kind of what that lineup is going to look like uh, for the Magic. Again, no Markel Fultz, no Jonathan Isaac, so that's going to change as those guys come back, you know, hopefully over the next couple of weeks or or months, and we'll you know we'll see what that looks like. But Luke, what are you you know most excited for for the first preseason game and kind of what are you expecting? I'm expecting it to be very sloppy, as we have touched on. Um, I'm expecting it to not be very pretty, but I'm excited to just see, you know, we got to see some of them during summer league, but I'm excited to see Mosley um, in situational times, you know, out of timeouts, uh, baseline out of bounds plays, things like that, and just kind of get a better feel for Mosley because it, we really didn't get very much. He coached, what, a couple, two summer league games, I think, maybe three. I think maybe two, but regardless, I, I think that, um, you know, we just didn't get to see a lot. So with a new coach, it's exciting even with just that. But the fact that the entire team feels new, um, they're new to each other. Uh, while that chemistry has been, you know, seems to be incredible. This is when they really get to prove their, their chemistry together. And they've, they've been able to go through training camp. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, I'm obviously excited about about Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs and just kind of seeing what they're able to do. I don't think that comes as a shock to anybody. I'm sure it's on everybody's top of the list. But yeah, I think that the the one that you know people, the players might overshadow is Jamal Mosley. I'm just excited to see him you know be on the sideline and coaching. Like you mentioned, we saw a little bit of him in summer league, but 
those are mostly like glorified pickup games. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you you put some things in place, some principles, but it's mostly just rolling the ball out and letting those guys play and see what they can do. Um, you know, obviously all of last week was you know training camp. They had I think one day off. Um, so you know they got four or five days, whatever it was, to you know practice together and you know implement the the principles that they're going to play with. And by all accounts, you know we'll talk more about training camp in a little bit. But there was a lot of energy. Um, you know, obviously a, a, a big emphasis on you know defense and you know getting into guys and, and really playing pretty aggressively, um, which you know it differs really from you know uh, the style of play that we saw with with Steve Clifford, uh, where it was kind of reactionary and just kind of letting things happen. Um, one thing that I'm I'm really interested in seeing and something that I think was a problem with the Steve Clifford defenses were anytime the ball you know would get into the paint, Magic overhelping and then guys kicking out for wide open three pointers. And Steve Clifford, you know, in his you know, three seasons with the Magic, seemed totally okay with living with that. So I'm ex- like you said, excited to see the kind of defense that Mosley is going to put in place. It sounds like this team is going to play with a lot of energy up tempo all these young guns you know kind of get out and run so yeah really excited for that but then you know to see the rookies and see how they play um Jalen Suggs I feel like we have a pretty good idea that he's going to be um you know a really solid player probably from day one I'm really excited to see Franz though a lot of you know people know he struggled shooting the ball in preseason uh or excuse me summer league started to look better as the summer league went and yeah, Luke, I'm excited to see the kind of growth that he's made mm-hmm. since then. You know, now that he's got this training camp and really got his his legs underneath him, and uh, yeah, we'll kind of see how he looks. But yeah, uh, yeah. So Monday, 7:30 in Boston to take on the Celtics. Then the Magic will fly to New Orleans. They'll have a day off Tuesday, and then Wednesday at eight o'clock uh, Eastern, they'll take on the New Orleans Pelicans. That is set to uh, be broadcast on Bally Sports New Orleans. So again, I believe you can find that uh, on uh, League Pass. But if you're looking for alternate means uh, to be able to watch the game, uh, that's the network. And then the Magic will return home uh, Sunday, October 10th, to take on the Spurs at 6 o'clock Eastern. And then they get uh, two days off, and then they'll wrap up preseason Wednesday, October 13th versus Boston, Luke. And then they'll have the entire week off uh, to practice, you know, make adjustments uh, before the, the start of the regular season. Again, at San Antonio um, on the twentieth, so has really excited, Luke. Um, anything in particular that you're excited to see from you know the New Orleans, Boston, or San Antonio, and then the second Boston game? Um, man, the the theme really the whole time for me is going to be what I talked about. You know, being excited about. Um, I, I as a as an NBA fan, you know, as a Magic fan, it's easy to get excited for preseason. As an NBA fan, I'm not really excited to watch these other teams play. There's new faces everywhere, but that's every year. And, um, you know, just not really, you know, looking forward to watching the Spurs play, for instance, um, after obviously, you know, everything that they, the changes they had in the offseason. The Celtics, you play them twice. If anybody remembers last year, the Magic go 3-0 and on the road and then go 0-3 and at home in the preseason. Um, so, you know, and I just kind of want to, I wanted to read this. I've got this pulled up. Let's see here. Um, last preseason just to give you guys an idea of kind of how it went and how, you know, it, it's not usually like the regular season. The the leader, if this happened this year, Jonathan, what do you think the vibes around Magic Twitter and, and just the Magic Universe would be if this happened this year? Last year, first game of the year, preseason at San Antonio, Mo Bamba led the team with 18 points. Something like that happens tomorrow. It feels a lot different than it probably did last year when we knew Vucevic was starting center. I mean, you're looking at Wendell Carter at that point. I mean, you you're you're already starting to overthink the entire season if Mo Bamba drops 18 tomorrow night <laughs> or tonight. I you mean, guys listen to this. Yeah, definitely. I, I do think there was a, a little bit different of a vibe last year, though, because even though Vooch had come off, you know, the great you know mm-hmm. uh, performance against the, the Milwaukee Bucks, it was like, okay, let's see him if he's going to do this again in the regular season. He shot, you know, like 48 percent from three in that series against the Bucks, and we're like, okay, well, he's not going to do that. And, you know, he just started off the season like a madman last year. So, but yeah, I feel like um, I'm going to do my best this year to temper my expectations and my reactions to what we see in preseason. You know, it's really not so much about, um, you know, winning games. And even if you ask Jeff Weltman, you know, his emphasis this season isn't the playoffs or or winning. It's about, you know, growth and learning. So that's what I'm going to be looking for uh, in terms of preseason is to see guys improve 
um, you know, over those four games. And, you know, it's just four games. It's going to go by pretty quickly. But um, just to see that those guys have, you know, gotten better since summer league. Like if Jalen comes out and looks terrible, I'm not going to be overly concerned. But I'm like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's not great. <laughs> and if Franz comes out and looks the way that he does in summer league, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, that's not great. But I might be a little bit concerned, you know, about some of those guys well, um, at that point. My, my question I think Cole is, is going to play. Cole has to play better. There's, I mean, well, it, I was going to say, he's gonna play worse than he played in summer league. We've so. not really talked about Cole since summer league. The, um, I don't think a panic button was hit. It was with some of Magic Magic fans. Some Magic fans, you definitely hit the panic button with Cole after watching in Summer League. And there was a lot of things during Summer League that was like, oh, I I hope he gets right during training camp and he looks good come preseason because I don't know how much more I can defend Cole Anthony. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, 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 the personality did not match the play on the court. The, the leadership, you know, the leadership aspect was still there. I had talked about it during summer league where, you know, Franz misses a free throw and Cole Anthony's in his ear talking to him, talking him up for the next free throw, just being a leader. So he's got those intangibles, the leadership. He's got that all down pat, but I think that I am also the, kind of the next thing on my list of what I'm excited about is just to see Cole Anthony tomorrow um, and and get to see kind of what if if he looks different because I expect he's got a training camp under his belt um, right. and, and so I'm expecting that he will look different but if he doesn't look different I I think I'll I'll start to kind of be like well maybe he's just still finding his footing in this role as a team because it's completely different than what he was at last year right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yeah, I think no matter what we see in preseason, it's going to be too early to hit the panic button with any of these guys. Right. Um, the main thing that you want to see, right, is growth. So, yeah, like, you know, Cole and, and, and RJ, we saw a bit of them in Summer League. But, you know, you're figuring out new teammates and you haven't had too much time to work together. And it's been a long time since you played in a game. Now, that was just, you know, a little over two months ago now. So hopefully they're able to knock the rust off a little bit sooner and kind of get it going. RJ looked good, you know, in summer league, you know, especially the shooting stroke looked a lot better than it did last season. But yeah, it's no secret. We're not going to harp on this, but Cole did not shoot the ball well. I would like to see him come out and shoot the ball well. And he's talked, you know, in in uh, in training camp, you know, kind of in his post-practice availability that he knows he didn't play well in summer league and he says I know I'm going to play better in the regular season he you know obviously he's got this unwavering confidence but he's also talked about how the game how he feels faster but the game has kind of slowed down for him and he feels much more in control so I'm looking to see that uh, that as well 
I feel like we got a chance to see that towards the end of the regular season last year when he was getting to the rim at a more efficient clip and he was finishing pretty well, especially for a guy his size. So, yeah, with these guys, you want to see growth. You want to see that these guys are getting better. I know we're not going to get a chance to look at Chuma, uh, but I'm really excited for when Chuma comes back, whether it's against New Orleans or San Antonio. Maybe we see him in the last preseason game. Maybe we don't see him until the regular season, but we didn't really get a chance to see Chuma you know, in summer league. So I'm excited to see Chuma um, and, and kind of see his growth, how you know his improvements and everything like that. Outside of that, you know, it's going to be Wendell and, and it's going to be Mo. Uh, we haven't seen those guys. You know, we know that they flew to uh, Las Vegas to uh, participate in the summer league practices, but we haven't seen those guys in a long time. Obviously, it's no secret. It is a huge, this is the make or break season for Mo Bamba. Like, I don't, I think this season is going to tell us everything that we need to know about his career. If he doesn't end up with the magic pass this year, I think he definitely gets at least another shot somewhere else. Just because of his natural, you know, physical gifts, and you know, he has shown flashes. But if he's going to be in Orlando long term, it has to happen this year. And I think we'll probably know pretty early on. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll know pretty on pretty early on. I mean, kind of like last season, Jonathan, where we had an idea at deadline who was going to get traded. We did not foresee that. Uh, we did Vucevic, not. No, I don't think. But, yeah. But at the beginning of the season, we said, you know, Evan Fournier is going to get traded. Um, we had an idea that T. Ross could get traded, which is still on the table. I think that there's no question about it. There's just little inklings that you get throughout the season that you start to think and you get reports and things start to come out. Or maybe you just have an inkling about it. And with the, the way their body language is, I mean, if Clifford is there for another year, I mean, Mo Bamba is absolutely gone. So, GGs, yeah. so this is a whole new thing. I think that the Mosley leash is now longer. I think Mosley just believes in him more. I don't think it's a secret. I think Mosley has no choice but to kind of believe in everybody to make the most of his you know new role. But yeah, I mean, we're going to know pretty soon kind of what Mosley thinks. We'll know by minute distribution, right? Whether it's 50-50 in terms of minute distribution or if it's, you know, 30-70. I mean, who knows? We That is the craziest part about this whole thing, Jonathan. We finally get to look at it tomorrow. We have n- no clue what maybe more than one or two rotations are of what this like group of guys are on the floor. Who do you think starts tomorrow night? I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say Cole starts at point guard. I'm gonna, I'll yeah. go out on a limb and say that. I think um after that it's probably um I don't know if Terrence starts, but I think Gary Harris Maybe Franz starts at the three. Um, after uh, who starts at the four uh, with with Chuma and Ji out? I don't, maybe we see maybe we see Mo Wagner at yeah. the four. Maybe we see Franz at the four. Maybe we see Terrence and and Gary start at like the two and the three. I'm I'm pretty confident that Wendell is going to start tomorrow night at the five. Yeah. If Mo starts, then I'm gonna I'm gonna start feeling a type of way. I'm gonna start overreacting a little bit to that because that will be a big step to me if. Game one, Mo is the one starting instead of Wendell. What about you? you? Think, so I'm gonna say mm, to be to be contrarian, I'm going to say Oh no, not you. Are you kidding? <laughs> I I would not say you, Luke. My my lineup virtually looks the same, the same I- ideas. Um I'm gonna say that uh RJ gets to start. Um RJ Cole Franz, uh, Gary, and Wendell. Yeah, Wendell Carter, I think, uh, will we'll start tomorrow as well. So I, I think that that would probably be what my guess is. But, I, I mean, that's the crazy thing, Jonathan. They, Mose could roll out a whole other lineup that we haven't even thought about for the starting lineup tomorrow. So we're going to talk more about team chemistry in a moment here, but I want to ask you this specifically. So opening night, all right, let's say – I think the only guy that's going to be back from the group of guys that's out right now is Chuma. So opening night, I'm probably going to say it's um, Cole, Gary, maybe Franz, Chuma, and Wendell starting opening night. Now maybe Franz, maybe something else happens. But how long do you think before Jalen takes over the starting point guard role with Markel out? Because I think a lot of us feel like that is probably the right move, but. Again, Jalen wants to feel like he's earned it. 
Moe's might be a little bit hesitant to start the rookie, you know, the very first game of the season, but I think losses are going to come early for this team. I don't think that's a hot take to say that, but do you think with this being such a young team and them all being so tight and is Jalen over Cole going to make a, a huge difference in terms of wins for this team? Probably not. Would it make a big difference for that starting unit? Maybe. I think you can make the case for that. But are you concerned at all about um, Mosley needing to like navigate the chemistry of this team and, and, and not mess that up kind of by starting one guy or over another right. or yeah. any of those kinds of you know dynamics? I, I think if you if if Mosley starts the wrong guy, and what I mean by that, if Mosley starts the guy that has kind of been a little irritated in practice because things aren't going his way, he's maybe just a little down on himself. I think we could see this with with Mo and 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 WCJ. I think that that Mo might start to put his shoulder, his head down, his shoulders get lower. I think we could see that for Mo if it's if we're well into the season and and WCJ is getting more minutes, more starts, more of a spotlight role. I, I think that you absolutely could see Mo Bamba kind of getting to that point where it does rub him the wrong way, and maybe that leads to the departure of Mo Bamba. I, I think that that's the case. Um, could be the case, I should say. Now, when it comes to guys like like you know Jalen and RJ and Cole, I don't think so. I I think maybe Cole it lights a fire under Cole. I think Cole is the type of guy that if he gets someone's getting more minutes than him, if they're starting over him, if they're younger than him, if they're the same age as him, you're gonna see Cole kind of get a fire lit under him. And I think that that could only motivate him to not you know to be essentially replaced by Jalen. Um, Jalen I think is too even keel to really get thrown off by the whole thing. RJ. I think that he's just a team a team player. I, I think that I'm I mean I'm all in on RJ Hampton in general. I think he's obviously got some things that he needs to work on, but as far as his attitude, man, RJ, Cole, Jalen, those guys, they I have no questions about their attitude whatsoever. And I'm not worried about Mosley having to tinker with lineups and they know that that stuff's gonna happen. Mosley's trying to figure it out, they're trying to figure each other out. It's bound to happen. So they just have to already decide before the season starts what their mindset's gonna be if if they kind of get their feelings hurt. All right, so let's let's continue the conversation with chemistry because I, I think you make make some great points. But so all throughout like media day, everyone was so complimentary of one another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talked about loving hanging out with these guys and loving working out with them and, and playing with them and everything like that. And everything that we've seen in training camp, you know, um, Cole Anthony, uh, you know, kind of you know busting into interviews and you know the team yeah. singing you know happy birthday to Jonathan Isaac today or or. Um, I, I guess that was probably yesterday because they were traveling today. But they, you know, they posted the video uh, today on Sunday of them singing "Happy Birthday." Um, just the way that you hear these guys talk about one another, and then also um, it was reported that uh, Coach Mosley had a magic blue, a big bell installed in the the, the corner of the practice facility, where um, when a player during practice makes a, a hustle or what they call a winning play, they get to go over and ring the bell. First of all, what do you think of the bell? I th- I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a good idea to keep these guys motivated and to drive, you know, this culture of of winning plays yeah. and, and hustle. And we're gonna play hard and right. we're gonna be up into you. Some people might find it a little bit cheesy, but what do you think? So I got a story, Jonathan. In middle school, oh here we go. Story middle time. school back That's in the glory story time days. Luke. Yeah, back in the glory days in middle school, my coach Eric Huffer. Shout out Coach Huffer. He definitely doesn't listen to this, but anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he. And put in, you know, a lot of coaches do stuff like this, right? They want you to to take charges. They want you to not be afraid to make the hustle plays. In middle school, you took a charge, you got on the on the ground for a ball and and made it made a a, a game winning play, basically, right? Because those are those are plays that win games. You got a, uh, a a soda from Coach Huffer for free. He'd buy you a soda. Kind of a uh, counterproductive, eh? Well. You know, middle school, right? So I could I could run a mile in jeans in middle school. I'm not worried about that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so that was one of those things where it's like, oh, there's incentive here. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get extra recognition for doing this. 
obviously in middle school i'm you know maybe a little self-absorbed and i just want to be the center of attention so i'm i'm diving on the ground i'm taking charges i'm yelling so but uh, you know i'm yelling because i know after the game i'm getting a soda from the concession stand from coach huffer no questions asked so things like this that that mosley is implementing with like you know the bell after making plays like this is you know a great move it's a simple thing it's something that probably didn't take him much time he probably asked somebody hey can we get like a bell in here and they just said yeah sure whatever whatever you want and brought it in and that that wasn't such a huge thing for him but it's the little things that make me optimistic about jamal mosley coach mosley that that type of stuff gets me excited knowing that mosley's not just coming in clocking in clocking out you wouldn't expect that from a first-time coach but when you dealt with Steve Clifford the last few years, who, by the way, takes a lot of flack and everything like that, we've talked about it on the show before. I have nothing but respect for Clifford solely because he took us to the playoffs, something that we hadn't seen in years. So I, I do have a lot of respect for him. But Jamal Mosley, the Bell, playing in these drills with him, other assistant coaches getting in these drills with him, this is stuff that it's not normal. It's not normal in the NBA for the coach to just step in and do this type of stuff. And and so at least it's not been normal for Magic fans. I was that's exactly what I was about so, to say. So that that's kind of the, the the thing for me is I'm just excited. I read stuff like that. I'm like, dude, keep implementing as many things as you can that take minimal effort for you to create and put into practice because it's gonna make a world of difference with these guys. I I I would I wish it was possible that they would bring this bell to the sideline during games. I know it probably breaks some type of protocol and distraction, whatever, but the incredible kind of like in football, there's like, you know, that people have like Miami has like turnover chain when they get an interception, something like that, man, I would love for them to break out something like that. Um, you know, you make a, a big play, you come to the bench and like they, they give you something when you're sitting on the bench for, for making a play or to whatever. Well, I'm glad that you're kind of drawing from personal experience. What I will tell you is, for the people that think this is cheesy, I don't think your Coach Huffer story is doing anything to like diffuse those kinds of uh, of thoughts. Referencing like, oh yeah, we did this when I was in middle school. This is great. Let's bring it into an <laughs> NBA you know practice facility. But no, I'm right there with you. I I would love to see this on the sideline or something like that implemented. Just like another incentive for these guys. There was a a photo posted the other day of uh, Cole and Markel like in the in the workout room. And they're just like grabbing one another, like laughing, like joking around. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I tweeted from our account that this squad, like it feels like an AAU squad. Like everybody seems like they're hanging out together all the time. They're always talking about how, you know, it, practice is intense and they're really competing a lot, but they're also joking around with each other. You know, if we look back at, you know, some of the younger, uh, you know, fun teams in the NBA, I always go back to Brooklyn, you know, what, like two, three years ago yeah. with, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Theo Pinson, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, like really, you know, basically before D'Angelo was gone and, you know, Kyrie was brought in and, um, you know, Jared Dudley, just how much fun those guys had. And then who's a, a coach that you and I both kind of fell in love with during like the head coach search this year? Kenny Atkinson. And what was the clip yeah. that did it? Kenny Atkinson getting the ball, getting involved in practice. Right. And to hear Coach Mosley doing the same things, you know, seeing him get involved in drills and, um, you know, really these guys just going crazy. There's a, there's, um, you know, there's a, a picture of who, who was it? Uh, Jalen, I think it was Jalen guarding yeah, Coach Mosley. It was. And everyone on the sideline, like Mo, Cole, Wendell, everyone's like, like laughing and cheering <laughs> and, and, and like hyping these guys up. Like, I, I just love to see that kind of stuff. Like, you think that you can't love this team anymore, and then they go and do stuff like that. Now, how much are we going to love them when the season starts and, you know, we're on like a three, four-game losing streak? I don't really know. You know, that's what I'm I'm most excited for. As great as it is to see, you know, these guys getting along so well and everybody hyping each other up during training camp, yeah. I want to see how this team faces adversity. Are they right. still going to come out and, and, and fight and be dogs like that every single night when, you know, they're on a, on a back-to-back and the second night is, you know, in Brooklyn and they're down – you know, 20 points in the third quarter, are they going to continue to fight and everything like that? So, yeah. And um, I I think Jonathan, the one last thing to add, kind of, you talk about like kind of in the face of adversity, what does this team look like, man? You saw it last year. Cole hits those game winners. He's the whole team's freaking out, right? I mean, they're going crazy as fans. We didn't, we weren't, the fan base was torn last year, right? Do we tank? Do we not tank? Especially the, Especially the uh, the second game winner against the Grizzlies, like 
the the game winner in Minnesota, we were all on cloud nine against right. the Grizzlies. We're like, this is great mostly, <laughs> but like we're trying to get a high draft pick. So yeah, so that's the thing is this year the expectations are pretty clear across the board. Might make the play in, probably not. What are I'm sorry if I just broke a lot of you guys' Would spirits. Would be a miracle to make the play in. Right, so Jonathan just broke your spirits a little more than I just did. Um, That's but it, my it, opinion. It, no, That's and it, it is the right opinion. But unfortunately, I think there's a, a lot of people who don't really know where this team sits and you know what to think. It's a young team, but I do know this: anytime there's a, a coal game winner, which isn't normal, by the way, to have two game winners, especially your rookie year. If you get one more from Cole like that this season, that'd be incredible. I think that, you know, if you get a Jalen game winner, a Franz game winner, I mean, anything like that, like, it's not even going to be a question. The entire Magic fan base is going to be ecstatic. I think at any point in the season, man, like, at least you should be. Um, But I do know we're going to hit all-star break and people are going to be like, all right, guys, let's continue tanking. But I think the team will naturally not just just be not great. So... I think that, you know, that that would kind of be my advice to people this season as fans. If a big moment happens that elevates the 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 morale of the team, be all for it. Because these are guys that, you know, you go on big losing streaks. You t- Channing Fry talked about it on the road trip and podcast with Jalen uh, Suggs and obviously Richard Jefferson and Allie Clifton. Talked about how Orlando was pretty much his least favorite place to play because they were talented, but they were losing. And it was like... That starts to demoralize a team. So, like, while you guys are all, you know, talking about tanking and everything, um, think about these guys who, like, when they would do, they would kill to win a basketball game. And they, you know, RJ talked. I mean, Jalen Suggs talked about, you know, I know it's hard to win in the NBA, and and I think that you know any win that this team gets together is a incredible morale booster, team builder. For not only the players but Mosley, I mean, just to get affirmation that he's doing things right. You guys need to take every win this season and celebrate it because we don't know when the next losing streak is going to be. But, you know, this team is going to be, I think they will be great in in the face of adversity. Um, I don't think that they will, you know, hang their heads as a team. They know what losing is like, a lot of them, you know, from last year. They're just focused on getting better. They know the goals. They're not being unrealistic with themselves. Quick sidebar. What was your favorite Channing Fry moment in Orlando? Because one just like jumps out at me every single time I think about him. Which one is it? Because I just remember hearing that he he wasn't very you know happy to be there. Oh, I mean, I don't know about all that. Um, first of all, he signed here as a free agent, so like that's like a lot of that is your fault, right? But secondly, um, there was a stretch where like we we were just losing close game after close game after close game, and he's in the locker room after, and obviously it's a bunch of young guys on the team and. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, people, you know, keep saying like, oh, we almost won. We almost did this. We almost did that. He goes, well, it's still effing losing. But he said the <laughs> whole thing on Fox Sports Florida at the time. And I was like, that's just incredible. Like that, even though he wasn't like a huge contributor, but to see a veteran like that, that cared that much about the wins and the losses and see that he was that bothered by that. And it was also just hilarious. I think everyone can agree that if nothing else, Channing Fry is very entertaining, you know, his personality. But yeah, that's that's uh, just a little sidebar there. That's definitely my favorite uh, f- favorite Channing Fry moment. But yeah, like you talked about uh, with adversity, um, what I want to say about the tanking, one thing that I absolutely refuse to do this year is get mad about wins again. Like I, I I'm not yeah. gonna deal with people that are are pissed off after a win and that are you know cheering that we're losing. Blah blah blah. Like I feel very comfortable in saying the Magic will finish as a bottom three team. Like I, I just don't see you know a ton of um, you know scenarios where that's that's not really the case. And we went through the whole tanking thing. We had bottom three odds. Guess what? We still ended up fifth. People are going to say, "Oh well, this this team ended up bottom three and they got the number one overall pick and all you know all, all this other garbage." It's all random. Let's not like we all have you know the the last year as reference that we can pull from to see. Guess what? We did it. We did it the right way, and it didn't work out. So it's all random. Let's all accept that, and let's try to enjoy the the whatever good comes from this season the best that we can. I'm not gonna be like I will be putting on people on mute left and right. <laughs> it will not even be funny 
if we start seeing the people getting pissed off about wins. I'm not going to do it. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be a challenging season for the players, most likely for the fan base. I'm as optimistic as I am about this season. Realistically, we are not going to be good. That's the way that I feel. So any glimmer of positivity that I can take from these games, I am going to, and I'm not going to let anybody crap in my frosted mini wheats. It's Mm. just not not going to happen. Mm. So, All right, Luke, last thing I wanted to talk about is Jalen Suggs in particular. Obviously, there's a lot of hype surrounding Jalen Suggs being drafted by the Orlando Magic. Um, I feel like if the Magic are going to be competitive at all this season, Jalen Suggs is going to have to have a very, very good year. He's going to have to be at least somewhat in the rookie of the year conversation. Uh, you know, if the Magic are going to flirt with the play-in or anything like that, uh, obviously guys like Markel, Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okiki, those guys will have to play well. But Jalen Suggs will also have to be a, a big part of that. So I wanted to ask you, yeah. and we can, you know, kind of talk, you know, back and forth about what you think Jalen's opportunities are going to be to to really have a big impact on this team and kind of what are the the needs um, you know, from from the magic in, in terms of kind of how Jalen is gonna fill that. So first I'll start it with with some trivia, Jonathan. Oh when, great. When was the last time the Magic had a player average over six assists per game? Over six assists a game. Golly. Um, I am going to go this probably isn't even gonna be right. I'll say Jameer Nelson. Don't ask me of the year. I'm just gonna say Jameer. <laughs> No, so it thankfully right. it isn't that long ago. Okay, um, I feel a little bit better. But the fact that I can phrase a question that says, Don't "When's the last time the Magic Payton, Alfred Payton?" Oh my God, twenty twenty eighteen nineteen. Alfred Payton averages that year twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. It must have been twenty seventeen twenty eighteen. Twenty twenty seventeen twenty eighteen. Sorry, that's what I meant. And he got um, traded at the trade deadline. For a second yep. round pick to the Suns, and that bore the Shelvin Mack drop, you know, dime drop in Shelvin Mack. Perfect. Yep. Assist per game that year, three point nine. <laughs> okay. So hey, at least we found. Now we have more context. I feel much better about that Shelvin Mack tweet now that you and I have had this conversation because they couldn't say it was Alfred Payton because right. he was traded to another team. He was gone. So Shelvin Mack was only our assist leader because we traded our assist leader at the yes. trade deadline. Very much so, the case. It still wasn't a great tweet, but the fact itself, I feel much better about that. We have solved a magic Twitter mystery here tonight on this episode of the Six Man Show. You're mm-hmm. welcome, folks. So I say that to say I think playmaking is where Suggs is going to be felt the most this year. We talked about it in Summer League. It feels great to have a guy that can just go get a bucket if we need it, right? But... I that's what I want is is someone who is going to have high assist numbers than we've had in the past. I need a a true point guard. Alfred Payton's triple doubles in March when the season's over doesn't really get me going. Alfred Payton only averaging 6.4 assists in the 2017-18 season doesn't exactly speak my language. I would love nothing more if nothing else than for Suggs to average 7 plus assists this year. I know it's a big ask. It's something the franchise hasn't seen in a long time. And, uh, you know, it, it is one of those things that you don't really think about, right? Because, I mean, you weren't for certain. You were saying Jameer. I wasn't certain either. So that goes to show you the Magic haven't had a true point guard in a while. I know we have Markel Fultz. I'm sorry if this feels disrespectful. But last year and whatever it was, the the... the the games that he played, I think he averaged like five assists a game. So, you know, with Markel, it's a whole different story. This year, I want to see Markel get into the free throw line, which he did in the first couple games and kind of stopped getting to the free throw line after that as much. Then gets injured, yada, yada. You guys know the deal. But as far as Jalen Suggs go, man, I, I need him to be a playmaker. I need him to make a positive impact, you know, making plays for his teammates. I think that is where Jalen Suggs can shine the most this year. So I, I do agree with you uh, to a certain extent. Uh, I think he's also going to do a good job of making things easier for other guys. He's going to garner a lot of attention offensively when he starts to find his rhythm, uh, and that's going to make life easier for guys like Chuma you know, and Franz Wagner, maybe even Terrence Ross if those guys see minutes together. 
Uh, when I was thinking about the you know impact that Jalen can have on the Magic, uh, something that I feel that we have missed you know really for for quite a long time now is not necessarily a lockdown, but like an excellent perimeter defender. Like we can talk about Jonathan Isaac. He is a, a very good perimeter defender against you know, guys his size, but you know, he really shines um, you know, in terms of you know deflections like off the ball, you know, help defense, rim protection, stuff like that. Um, but people would always criticize Nikola Vucevic, you know, for um, basically just being like a wet blanket, you know, laying under the rim for guys to score all over. Well, year after year after year, when he had guys like Alfred Payton, um, you know, Evan Fournier, you know, at times DJ Augustine, and even Markel Fultz, you know, to a certain extent, of point guard after point guard just blowing by them and just having a free, you know, downhill run to the rim, Booch has got to help off of his guy. There's not a ton that he's going to be able to do. So um, in terms of... This team's taking a step up defensively. Obviously, when Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz come back, that's going to be a huge help. Uh, but, but I think that the rim protection um, you know, is going to become a little bit better by default by Jalen Suggs being a better perimeter defender than what we have seen in the past. So I'm going to be excited to see him take on guys like Steph Curry, uh, you know, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Now, is he going to stop those guys? No, but I think... It's not going to be too much, you know, to ask for him to be better than DJ Augustine or Evan Fournier have been in years past. So um, to see a guy, you know, finally be able to lock, you know, guard guys on that side of the ball, uh, maybe you know, get some steals, get out in transition. That's going to be a huge thing for this team this year is getting out and running. We have all the athleticism from everything that Coach Mosley has said. It looks like they are going to play a more aggressive style of defense this year which, you know, the goal with that is to lead to more deflections and, and turnovers and get out in transition. When you have young guys, it's yeah. really going to play to their strength. So, yeah, like you said, the playmaking and, you know, what we're going to see offensively from Jalen, um, but also defensively and having like a real, um, you know, a ball-stopping, you, know, right. you know, defender, um, you know, on the perimeter, I, I think that's going to, you know, no, do nothing but help the interior defense. Now, we've got Wendell and, and Mo, so those guys are better defenders than Vooch. Uh, but I think in terms of that excuse being there for whoever our center is, uh, Jalen is going to help take care of that a little bit. Did you get so going back to that road tripping podcast, which if you guys haven't listened to it with Jalen Suggs was really entertaining as road tripping is all the ways anyway. But even more so with, you know, one of, you know, your your own your own on the podcast and Jalen Suggs. Did it get you excited, Jonathan, when Jalen Suggs talked about going to work out with Damian Lillard? Oh, did, of course it did. I mean, it. I wasn't going to bring it up. I didn't bring it up after that. But yeah, because I mean, I, I said it at that time. I was like, I made that comparison before anyone else did. You know, <laughs> kind of what we saw out of him in summer league. And I do think offensively, that is like maybe that could be his ceiling. I, it's hard to say because Damian Lillard is just so good. Right. But yeah, it got me very excited. Um, you know, yeah. to think about Jalen kind of emulating Dame to a certain extent yeah well yeah and he's already kind of gaining respect of these stars and they you know some some of these NBA players I've got news for some of you guys a lot of a lot of NBA players and I learned this when I was working in the G League um, with the G League players they didn't like they didn't pay super close attention to NBA basketball before they were in the NBA which is super weird but with guys like Suggs already making connections with Damian Lillard did get me really excited because he's, you know, showing his networking ability, wanting to get to work out with guys. I know NBA play. It's not, it doesn't go, you know, above my head. The NBA players work out together all the time. But the fact that Suggs is already, you know, getting in the gym with Damian Lillard and he talked about, um, you know, how, how Dame makes everything look so easy. And I just hope that, that he took an ounce of Damian Lillard's skill that day practicing I mean, with him. We, we, we've seen the photos and the videos from training camp. He is wearing the new dames. Like, he is definitely, you know, all in. I, I don't know. We're going to have, you know, Suggs time. I don't, I don't know what we're going to call Suggs it. But, time. yeah, if, if he, if he you know, starts to put the ball in the basket like Damian Lillard, like, we're <laughs> having a very, very different conversation here, you know, in, in, a, in a few years. And it's hard for, to say a rookie is going to be that. But I we saw a lot more flashes of that um you know, in the summer league than I thought we were going to see. Is he going to become Damian Lillard? I mean, probably not. Like, in my opinion, Dame Lillard is, you know, he's unique. He's he's his own. I don't know if there's ever been a, another player exactly like Damian Lillard. So, uh, but yeah, I think 
the good thing about Jalen is, you know, he's got a lot more offensive potential than I thought. Uh, I think he only shot like 41%, uh, I think like 35% from three in the summer league, which isn't great, but he started off pretty hot and then kind of tailed off. You know, he had the thumb injury in the last game that he played and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for Jalen. You know, the potential that he has offensively and defensively, I think he's really going to be the epitome of a two-way player. Yeah, I bet, you know, 150 bucks on him to win Rookie of the Year, mostly because of the odds, but I wouldn't have bet if I didn't think he actually had a chance to do that. So, yeah, super excited. We're going to get a look at him tonight, Luke. That's the most exciting thing. Again, that game is going to start at 7.30 um, on uh, NBC, Sp- or, yeah, NBC Sports Boston. I believe that's going to be on Summer League, so we'll have the ability to take a look at that. I'm excited for the last two home games uh, to hear David, Jeff, and, and Dante again. It's been too long since we've heard from those guys. So it uh, should be a, an exciting preseason. And right now, Luke, we are, you know, we're, like we're less than, we're like two and a half weeks from the regular season. Almost so there. We're almost there, folks. Um, let's get excited tonight. Orlando Magic Basketball. It, it was a long season, um, been a good season. Uh, good off season, a good day today of, uh, you know, NFL football is a good college football day yesterday. So, yeah, Luke, anything else before we sign off here? Uh, I think that's it. All right, guys, like we said, uh, we started a Patreon. If you guys want to check that out and support the show, patreon.com slash the six man show. Greatly appreciate you guys that you're able to uh, share your support with us. And then uh, the night uh, of the, you know, opener of the season, October 20th, We'll be at Harry Buffalo at 8 o'clock. The game starts at 8.30, so come hang out. Always a great time. Good beers, good food, good company. So uh, make sure you guys come and hang out with us. Let us know if you're going to come so we can uh, you know, basically let the venue know how many uh, folks we're going to have on hand that night. So, uh, But, yeah, folks, let's get a W tonight. Hopefully, um, you know, Jalen Suggs drops 45 points and, you know, dunks all mm, over talk to me. You know, Enos Cantor and hits a you know game-winning three. Who knows? Anything can happen, folks start of the season uh we are on the march uh to the magic winning the larry o'brien trophy um in uh june of uh 2022 hopefully so probably not but uh we're we're gonna we're gonna enjoy the ride right luke absolutely always all right folks uh so this has been jonathan osborne for luke sylvia we're gonna sign off here you guys are listening to the six man show and we will catch you guys next time see ya thanks for listening to the six man show Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!